Welcome, welcome to another episode of your new favorite sports show. It's Guys Present Sports for the Culture. Once again, it's your host, Bryce, and I'm here with the Dream Team. Bottom right, introduce yourself. Hey, it's your boy Rome. That's Young Rome 22 on Twitter, on all social medias. Make sure you follow me. Uh, and I, I want to give a birthday shout out to Tupac, man, the late great Pop. Happy birthday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rest in peace to a great one. Bottom left, introduce yourself. It's your boy Demon over at Good. Hello, fellas. Hello, world. Let's start set this world on fire tonight, guys. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Top left. Introduce yourself. What up? Square flying. Y'all know what time it is. Gas. We back with it. You know what I'm saying? One time for the culture. Yep, yep, yep. Y'all know who we do it for. Hey, so let's jump right into it, guys. Some of the biggest news of the day. NBA players. We've got a coalition gaining starting up. We've got a coalition becoming. Uh, I think I think I think Kyrie Irving set it off with some of his initial statements. But now it seems like some other players are starting to voice concerns uh, surrounding uh, how soon the NBA is coming back. Coronavirus scares as well as the state of the state of the culture right now. Not to distract from what's going on. Could the NBA be distracting from that? Uh, let's talk about it, guys. What do you guys think about the possibility of the NBA coming back? Do you think it's the right time? Do you think this coalition is necessary to, uh, you know, kind of be that opposing force to the owners who, of course, want to get their their product back as soon as possible? All right, man, I, I'll go ahead and go first, man. Like, the way I'm seeing it is if NBA players don't want to play and it has to do with the coronavirus, then I completely understand that, like – uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't force anyone to come to work or, or do anything that they don't want to do with the with the coronavirus and this pandemic and all that. I would say it's more so on the NBA and the NBA officials to make the players feel comfortable as far as the, the virus goes. Uh, they should be doing everything they can and letting the players know that, hey, you know, y'all will be safe. You'll be protected, whatever. We'll have testing and, and all this other stuff. But um as far as it goes for for the activism side of it and, and the state of the culture, uh, I would say that's up to each individual player. I don't know if every last player is going to feel strongly enough to sit out whatever season they may have. Uh, me personally, I prefer to see them play. I don't think sports is necessarily a distraction from a movement like this or, or, or from a, a moment like this. I think, if anything, it could enhance it. It could help it. If you really think about it, a lot of our, our biggest uh, – our, our, the biggest figures in our community a lot of the times are athletes, LeBron James being one of them. We'll talk more about LeBron later tonight. But um, I just feel like like the players can make a much more bigger impact by going out there playing and still, and still showing up and, and saying things and getting people to watch. People are going to watch the sports, so why not use that platform, that, that, mega, that mega platform with all the TV money and all that, to speak on these things, to speak on them in interviews, to to show uh, support while you're playing, maybe wearing a Black Lives Matter band or holding a fist up or maybe even taking the, the logo of your jersey and instead of having the team name, maybe you put George Floyd's name or, or somebody. There, there's, there's lots of things that they could do, I think, as far as playing that would, that would uh, still show support. Uh, but again, I'm not going to knock anyone if they feel like the best way for them to, to show support is to not play. Yeah, bring up some good points, man. G, what you think about that? Yeah, cause I don't blame Kyrie or those players that are that are trying to say, "Hey, let's step back. 
let's let's see the climate of the world right now. Let's not take the attention away from them. But just like what Rome said, like that's what is the biggest platform you have right now? It's TV. The one thing that the world still is trying to hide from, they go back to watching TV. So who wouldn't? What what biggest platform there is right now besides that? Like these guys could be there and do a protest, kneel before the national anthem, you know. Show the world that we're still united front. Because you got players like Kyrie. Kyrie's not going to play, right? You got players like John Wall. They're not going to play. So they could, they could still show some kind of support to the movement by being on the bench, showing the world, like, yo, this is the united front. Because at the end of the day, people are still going to look and watch these guys before the start of the game and to the end of the game. Because the difference between this and the and the and baseball is, like, what – the youth, the youth, what they're watching right now, they're watching basketball. A lot of, there's a lot of AA groups right now participating. Like, yo, that's a bigger thing than the, uh, than the minor leagues and any other league that's considered that's associated with baseball right now. So right now, yeah, you, the players should play. They should protest prior to the game and end of the game. Yeah, honestly, uh, Kyrie kind of, he's been getting some, some flack in terms of like, the kind of reaction that people have gotten from it. But I mean, I'm glad that he came out and he's spoken, but also just keep in mind, Kyrie is also at the table when they had the talks to resume the uh, play. So I don't think not resuming is, is, is really truly something that that's going to be an issue. I think everything's going to move forward, but ultimately what the sentiment of this whole thing is, I think it's very smart and I think it's well played because if you think about it like that right now, we're moving towards, basically more or less a work stoppage in some situation. And we're also moving through a, a pandemic. So yeah, the people have concerns. They need to be voiced. That's the right thing to do. Somebody needs to represent that and also speak forward. And also from a, a from a social movement standpoint, everything that's going on, the NBA has always been a type of league to get ahead of these type of situations. So it, it only makes sense that they would use this as well to right now come out in, in, in a form of solidarity. That makes a lot of sense as well. So I think it's well played. It's a good form of, of leverage. Like It's like Kyrie said, intellectual pop property and, you know, resources and everything like that. So I was, all right, right now, you know, that this is what matters. So if the NBA is going to come out, I think they're going to come out and they're going to come out in a way that's going to speak volumes to the to, to, to the people in this in this time. And they, they usually come through with the, the, the just right, you know, approach. Yeah, let me let me let me, let me tap in. I, I I feel you guys because I do think that you know we do need something right now, and uh, the NBA could be it to you know to entertain us, help get us through these you know challenging times. But on the flip side, you know I, I've changed my I've changed my mind on this because initially, you know I was all for for this the leagues, especially the NBA, uh, getting back to business. But uh, the more I think about it, you know, the more I'm realizing that. You know, that's only that would only be a distraction. That would only be a distraction to what's really going on right now, uh, especially amidst you know the current landscape of the country. You know, it, right now we're we're in a we're in a time that's that's unprecedented. It's a time where you know there's there's a, there there could possibly be a shift going on to where we could see some real change. And uh, as much as I love the NBA, I think that could just provide yet another distraction. To uh to keep our minds off of what we really need to be focused on over these next you know maybe couple months you know I don't get me wrong if it comes on uh, I'll probably be watching but then again that 
probably makes me part of the problem. But uh, let's keep it let's keep it pushing, guys. Let's keep it pushing, man, because I think we could talk about this all day. But definitely shout out to the NBA players that are boys and concerns and that are, uh, you know, that, that, that are actually using using their mind a little bit rather than just, you know, seeking out that paycheck. So uh, keeping it pushing, keeping it pushing. We've had other players speak up across numerous, numerous different leagues. You've got all sorts of guys getting opportunities. You've got all sorts of guys making opportunities to make to take it to take a stand right now and uh one player in particular is chuba hubbard of oklahoma state uh he vowed not to be involved with the with the program until something changed and uh, if you if you saw if you saw the picture that was released of uh head coach gundy of oklahoma state he was pictured with a uh a radical right wing uh news network's t-shirt on uh, in, a, in a recent fishing uh photo op now, uh, this bother this 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 is the type of things that bother people. It's that uh, you know that covert type of move that you know lets you know where people are aligned, what people are aligned with, and you know, hey, Tua Hubbard wasn't having it, and even was willing to risk, you know, potentially his college his college career in a big season for a guy that could be a high NFL draft pick. What did you guys think about that? Man, do you think it, do you think it's going to take more of this type of stuff to uh, to really see some changes? Some, some real changes. Yeah, if anything, this is a great move. This shows that players still have power, even in the college level, the amateur level. It shows that these guys could just – coaches should be considered and think about twice before even doing anything that, that the players are going to – because you know how they say, right? The players go there, but they don't just go there because they love the program, but they also go there because they think the coach is going to lead them to the greater path. Because that's like most of those players, if not all, most of those players are coming from single-parent homes. So, you know, they look to those coaches, not even from the head coach, but we're talking assistance coaches, to lead them to be better men. And to just to see your coach, the coach that you signed up for the next three to four years, to lead you somewhere, to see him do that, wouldn't that hurt you? Well, damn sure heard of me to see that he's going. And I, it shows you, like, your coach probably doesn't even care about you. Only sees you as a just another come-and-go player to just further his career instead of furthering your career. But yeah, I'm happy players. More college players should even do this. So now, so now it makes you even go deeper. It makes you even think, like, yo, should I go because of this program or should I go because this coach is really going to care about me? Nah, you you make a you make a good point, G, because that's a, that's the type of thing people are really gonna have to start asking about the coach's character deeper than what they how they treat you. But what do they stand for outside of you know their profession, outside of what they do as a coach? Uh, Ron, what what you think about this, man? All right, I can't even lie, man. Like I didn't even know what the hell OAN was uh, when I when I first saw the story, so I had to do a little bit of research. Uh, I looked at some of their YouTube videos and watched a couple of their videos, and I, I'm a hundred percent with Hubbard on this one, man. Like, I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, well, you know, the coach is allowed to have his opinion, and he can, you know, think the way he wants to think." Well, my response to that is, so can Hubbard, and he can speak up, and he can do exactly what he's doing now, and we'll see what kind of change comes to this. I think this is a very interesting story. You don't see these kind of things often with um, college football players considering that, you know, they're student athletes and that they don't get paid or anything. So there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of moving parts to this. I love that he's speaking up and I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on this to see how this ends up. 
Yeah, man, you got to love it. You got to love it, especially when you see somebody risking, you know, their potentially their future, potentially what they hold dear for something bigger than that is it's, it's brave. It's, it's, it's real bravery. Scruff, what you think about it, man? Man, you always got to salute to somebody that, 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 that that's doing what they feel is, you know, if you got a feeling about something about something like that, man, I think you should go out and you should speak on it. And also, if you if you if you a football player, man, you want to play for a coach that really understands you and really, you know, feels the way you feel. And it's like a family feeling. You know what I'm saying? You want to be playing for a coach that feels that type of way. How can you really go go and ball hard for somebody like that? You know what I'm saying? So it's understandable. And quarterbacks is transferring all the time. Why? Why? You know. If you feel strongly about that, that's fine, yo. You know, or you know, whatever your situation he ends up in, the Maurice Claret situation. Either way, the kid's ta- talented back, and he and he, he made the right call. You know, bigger than sports, and I, I, and I and I support him 100. percent And I, I hope everything works out well for for him. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, we need to call it out. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt, no doubt. Because I mean, you're talking about a guy that was. I believe he was top five in the in, in the nation last year in rushing. So this is this is, this isn't just a just a, a guy, just a jag. You know, this is a dude that you know big numbers and gonna have big time opportunity once he leaves Oklahoma State. So for him to make that stand, he's really uh he's really paving the way for the for the guys that are younger than him to come up in a system that's you know that's not like this. You know, because I think I think it speaks to the larger system at hand when you uh when you've got these coaches who are able to shield their values and ideals through 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 the shield of, of being a football coach you know you don't even really know what they represent and, when, and once that shows its ugly head it's just good that we got guys that got that got the courage to step up say something let it be known and i'm not gonna stand for that but shout out shout out to chuba hubbard but you know like i mentioned there's more there's more players stepping up and there, there's more guys getting opportunities one guy who just got a big opportunity is uh, Malcolm Jenkins now the New Orleans Saints? He 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 uh he has some big words to say about Drew Brees and could have been a could have been a part of the reason that Drew uh had the apology that he did. What you guys think about NFL players uh being reporting re- being reporters on the news or reporting news? What do you guys think about NFL players being the ones that you know giving you your your new your social justice news, your current events news, you know what have you? Do you guys think that uh? You guys think that's a, a conflict at all, or do you think, hey, if, if you got the knowledge, you know, you should be sharing it? Uh, G, you like you got a little reaction? Jump in. Look at Michael Strahan. <laughs> Let's be serious, my man, Mister Big Time Man. Look at his transition. So no, I have no problem, man. Look at Tiki Barber, the, the twins. Both of them made a great transition to the media. Yeah, I have no problems as long as they know what they're talking about. Cause shit, it's more than just. Shut up and dribble. Shit, shut up and pass. No, hell no. They should have the rights. All those men went to college, right? Shit, whether they graduated or not, those are ed- educated brothers. Or and not even just brothers, just educated sportmen and women. So, yeah, go ahead. go Because venture on. Show the world that it's just greater than sports. Show the world that we're, we're made more than just sports people. That we could actually do everything that they tell us we can. So, no, I have no problem. Those players could do that. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's cool that Jenkins is joining joining CNN. Um, but as someone who who you know dabbles in in cable news from time to time, I really think this needs to be said. Uh, CNN has a lack of black talent, and this move by like getting Malcolm Jenkins, I see it for what it is. I like it personally for him. 
Uh, but CNN, they could use some more black faces, especially with some more airtime. What they need to do is give Angela Rye a show. I don't know if people know who that is or follow her, but she's great. You should look her up. Uh, CNN needs to give her a show. I'd like to see Malcolm Jenkins do something with her. But yeah, man, I, I'm all for it, man. Like like G said, man, like these are all college educated brothers. And I mean, I don't know why people assume that when football is over that they're going to have to get a job at ESPN or get a job at FS1. Like, nah, these dudes have way more background than just sports. And it's, it's silly that people can't see past that. Yeah, power move by Malcolm Jenkins. You feel me? He the, he the type of brother that, you know, he going to make sure he set himself up nicely. You know, wherever wherever he wherever he he, he uh, got his next steps, he always lands pretty good. So I think it's going to be a good move for him. I just looked up his degree. He got a bachelor's degree in uh, communications, Ohio State. So it ain't like the man ain't qualified for the job. You feel me? Uh, but, you know, a little bit of a crossover. It's not like, you know, talking football. He's talking politics. So that's that's a little bit of a crossover. But um. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm, I think that's a good move. You know, Malcolm might got more than maybe one or two years left. He might as well start getting some uh, backup plans in order. Yeah, nah, for sure, for sure, man. I think y'all bring up some good points, and I do think it's uh, I do think it's cool to see the versatility of, of an athlete. You know, be able to play 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 on the field, but you also got a political side. You've also got you know a, a philosophical side to you. I think Malcolm Jenkins would qualify as one of those guys. Uh, you know, I, I think Rome, you brought up a good point though, man. There's there's a lack of black faces on some of these on some of these type of programs. And uh, before we start bringing in our athletes on these type of you know programs, I'd like to see more black faces that are studying that stuff that 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 dedicate their entire life, you know, to social justice issues, to current events. You know, to uh, to the times, to, to actually knowing what's going on. Not to say that Malcolm Jenkins doesn't, but he comes off as a very informed individual each and every time he speaks. But at the same time, we got guys that dedicate their life to this that can barely inch up in those in those industries. You know, so uh, while I think it is good that somebody can you know rise up on their merit outside of you know their profession, we all know that it's, it's a very slim chance Malcolm Jenkins is in, is in that position if he doesn't play NFL football. So I think that, that if you really start to examine that right there, you know, you, you start really thinking about it, you might come to some conclusions that aren't so pretty about, about what they've got us slotted in the bin. But, uh, you know, hey, shout out to Malcolm James. Like I said, man, very, 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 very important brother, man. And uh, I, I definitely expect him to be, uh, to be coming with the right, with the right uh, disposition when he is on, uh, on CNN. So uh, I think we got a new segment. I'm gonna kick it to Scruff to introduce it. I got a feeling this is gonna be a gonna be a good one. Oh wait, nah, hold up. Before we uh before 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 we go on, there's one more person I want to shout out. We talking about athletes speaking up. I want to talk about LeBron, yo. LeBron, LeBron doing doing big things, man. Big things, big things. Hold on, I gotta tell you about it. <clears throat> he got the situation going on with this called more than a vote. So, you know, basically, you know, I'm getting everybody out voting, especially in Georgia right now. So, you know, he out here trying to speak up and I want to make sure that we highlight LeBron as well um, before I jump into this next such a subject. Because, you know, LeBron, I, I think we can all agree LeBron is a Hall of Famer, but ultimately got me thinking, man thinking about who's a Hall of Famer, who's not a Hall of Famer. So the way we're thinking about it, we're going to name a couple people 
that we think could be potential Hall of Famers. And we're all going to debate whether or not they are Hall of Famers or not. Fringe Hall of Fame candidates. All right? So we're going to kick it off with Rome, man, first. Go ahead. Throw, throw your suggestion in the bucket. And we, we're going to be the Hall of Fame committee. The Gas Hall of Fame committee. All right. Well, I already know. I already know how Bryce is going to feel about this one, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and 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 put it all out there, man. This is gonna come off as a little biased, but I could care care less, man. Like this man should already be in the Hall of Fame, and I'm gonna give y'all some stats that prove it. All right. And my my Hall of Fame nominee is in the NFL. He played for the Washington Redskins and the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian Mitchell. Now, how this man is not in the Hall of Fame? Makes no sense to me. And after I break this down, it's probably not going to make no sense to y'all. So if you look at the all-purpose yards, right, total yards, kick return, punt return, running, any of that, who's number two on that list? Brian Mitchell. Who's he behind? Jerry Rice. Now, if you look at how many years Jerry Rice played and how many years Brian Mitchell played and you did it per average, Brian Mitchell averaged about 600 yards more a season than the great Jerry Rice. Jerry's in the Hall of Fame. Why isn't Brian? Now, if you keep looking at this top 10 list, you'll see, or, or the top 10 all-purpose list, you'll see names like Tim Brown, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, all Hall of Fame guys. Why not Brian Mitchell? And uh, I know what people are going to say. Well, you know, Jerry Rice is like the greatest wide receiver of all time. Emmett Smith and Walter Payton, those are some of the greatest running backs of all time. Brian Mitchell played running back, played tight end, played wide receiver, kick return, punt return, did it all. I've even seen this man play a little bit of quarterback, fullback, like – I've seen this man line up at basically every position except center, left guard, and tackle. So how is this man not in the Hall of Fame, man? I've seen him kick. I've seen him kick field goals. I've seen him kick off. Brian Mitchell has to get in the Hall of Fame before I die. Not, and I'm not just saying this as a Redskins fan, man. I, y'all, y'all can look up these stats. All-purpose yardage matters. Uh, this man was averaging like 1,800 yards a season. That's ridiculous when you think about it. I don't care how you're getting it, doing whatever. But, yeah, in my opinion, man, Brian Mitchell has to go in the Hall of Fame. It is it is a tragedy that he's not in there. It's, it's ridiculous, and I could go on, but I, I want to hear y'all's thoughts, man, because Brian Mitchell should already be in the Hall of Fame, and I don't see how you could disagree. Hey, I, I don't think I was ready for that one, Rome, but I, I feel you, man. Shoot, growing up, man, Brian Mitchell was that dude for years on the scans, and it was tragedy when we went to the Eagles. But, hey, man, nah, Brian Mitchell was definitely that dude. He turned punts year after year. I mean, he was probably one of the oldest punt returners in the league. <laughs> Like, usually Puff returns are young guys, man. He was an old head, still getting the job done. Child to be Mitch. I'm going to go a slightly different direction, man. I don't know if you guys been tuning in to ESPN at all recently, but uh, ESPN had a pretty cool special, man. It brought my, brought me back to my childhood, and it singled in on two, two guys in particular. That was Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, man. Two guys that have been consistently snubbed of the Hall of Fame. Well, I had one more in there, Barry Bonds. So we got a couple. That's love when you do like, juice. They've been, they've been snubbed because, like G just said, you know, they, 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 they were allegedly allegedly on, 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 on the juice, right? But let's think about steroids just for a second because they were available. And we know at that time everybody was doing them. I mean, Jose Canseco, who was more juiced up than Jose Canseco? I ain't see him. I ain't Barry see Bond. him. I ain't see him hitting 60 bombs a season. Jose Canseco wasn't hitting 60 bombs a season. All these other guys that was on the roids, they weren't hitting 60 bombs a season. And at the end of the day, I get it. You know, the steroids helped. I would never even argue that. But the skill is was still elite, top-level skill. Uh, the only sad thing about that uh, season when uh, 
when, when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were going head to head is the fact that Ken Griffey Jr., the one who was likely uh, 100% clean, never had any real controversy surrounding steroids. You know, his, his amazing season got overshadowed. But still, man, I think these guys deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I get it. You know, steroids, they, they quote unquote cheated. But if we knew all the supplements the guys was taking across all these sports, you might you might look at some of your favorite athletes a little bit different. And I, I, I it is what it is. Everybody you gets a little competitive advantage. And I think the baseball, the baseball guys, Mark McGuire, Sammy Social, Barry Bond, all three, in my opinion, should be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, hey, I want to jump in real quick and say something about that, man, because I agree with you on, on, on all three of them. But as, as, as like the guy sports baseball guy, because I'm probably I've used to play and I love baseball. I don't think Sosa, Bonds, or McGuire, I don't think the steroids, man, that don't matter. That don't matter. Hit, if you've ever tried to hit a baseball, that takes so much hand-eye coordination and talent and focus. The steroids will make you hit the ball further, sure, so maybe you could take away some of their home runs. But them dudes, they could just hit. That was, that was just what it was. Facts, bro. Facts. Facts. Word. All right, well, I'm going to keep with the theme going. And I'm gonna I'm nominate. I'm gonna nominate a hometown hero. You feel me? My nomination gonna be for Donovan McNabb. Crazy, crazy as it may seem. As much as this guy is is always saying the wrong thing, but this gentleman was a was was a was a dog on 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 the field. Despite what everybody say, he he might have choked up in the Super Bowl. Whatever y'all might say about my man, he don't got no rings, credibility, and all that good stuff. But my man put it up on, on the field with low amount of weapons for many years. Put in year in and year out, big time passing yards, big time touchdowns with limited weaponry. And, you know, pretty much put the whole team on his back and had the most dominant team in the NFC East for a long, for a long time. No rings, but ultimately playing at a high level, I think, he probably will get overlooked. Probably he may not get in, but if he had a ring, I think he'd be in there. But I think Donovan deserves some some Hall of Fame love. I want to disagree with you, but that last season on Washington that he had, that he had with my skids, man, that that definitely taints me. But uh, I, I if he had the ring, man, I think I think he'd be in there. Though I, I'll agree with you. I think if he had the ring, it wouldn't even be a question. So I'm not gonna throw shade on Donovan. Man, look, I, I I love Donovan as much as the next guy, but not a Hall of Famer, <laughs> Donnie. Sorry, Donnie, you're not a Hall of Famer guy. Hey, look, man, look at some of the look at some of the names uh, around Don McNabb. Don McNabb, 25th all-time passing. You know who 26th is? Matt Hasselbeck. That guy's not a Hall of Famer. You know who 24th is ahead of Don McNabb? Homer <laughs> Siasen. That guy's not a Hall of Famer. Dave Creek. Hey, do you guys know Dave Krieg? I ain't never heard of Dave Krieg, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He got more yards than Donnie now. Hey, look, man, Donnie was one of the one of the best of his generation. I give him that. He was a top five quarterback of that era. That don't make you a Hall of Famer, man. The Hall of Fame, you got to be next level greatness. Hey, but know. if he had that ring, if he had that ring, man, I think it would have been a big, a much different story. I agree. Without the ring, no Hall of Fame. With the ring, I think, I think he's debatable. I don't know, man. Donnie, Donnie, ain't, Donnie ain't making it for me, man. So far, honestly, I don't think Brian Mitchell Hall of Famer either. First, personally, I think the all-purpose all yard uh, stat is a flawed argument because 
if you're talking about all-purpose yards, you're 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 good. You're getting the ball from sometimes like at least the end zone, right? So you're talking about an extra 25-yard bump, like you know what I'm saying every time you get a kickoff. So like the all-purpose yard stats is like, eh, you know what I'm saying? So then if you're gonna say any returner goes in the fame, is I think it's Devin Hester. If, if I mean, I agree with that. It, Hester should be in the, in the Hall of Fame, but. But you got to keep in mind that when you look at all the all, all-purpose yards, this man did it in a shorter amount of time than most of those people, man. That that matters. That matters. 1,800 yards a season? You 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 telling me you wouldn't take that right now on, on any team? Uh, I ain't going to lie, man. That, that's, but the game has changed drastically. But at, yeah. that time, at that time, Brian Mitchell had big impacts on games. Hey, look, B. Mitch was getting big-time returns, man. Like – Big time returns, bro. Like I, he wasn't just—he wasn't just taking that thing twenty and making it a touchback. He was—he was—he was, he was getting yardage. He was getting yardage, and you know he was almost like a running back on the return game. It's not like he was taking him to the house a lot. He was getting—he was getting—he was turning out some yards. His skill set doesn't fit either. Like the the positions that he were playing, like you would think that's more of a Devin Hester or Christian McCaffrey type skill set. But like Brian Mitchell, man, he just—he just did it. So, quick question: Philip Rivers or Donovan McNabb? Who are you taking to the Hall of Fame first? Ooh, well, I, might I might have to go with Philip. Man, I might what? have to go with Philip. <laughs> yeah, how you gonna knock Donovan but put Philip in the Hall of Fame? Y'all Yo, crazy. ah, that's a tough question, man. They both missing rings. Ah, I don't know. I, career. I, Philip Rivers is number six all time passing, man. Number yeah, I gotta go with Philip, man. I gotta go with Philip. What does they mean? Passing what? Passing yards. Where is he going with them yards, though? Yards that mean nothing. What did they? What did? What have them yards gone to? Those are empty miles, my friend. Probably as many playoff calories, bro. No nutritional value on them calories. Rivers, them yards, bro. Rivers hasn't even made a Super Bowl yet, has he? He ain't, he ain't even been he, he, he ain't even been Remember him being in, a, in a, even like a second round game. I don't even remember him doing anything. <laughs> what is he passing for? What six all time? He because he's been playing from behind for all them years, man. <laughs> playing catch up. Playing sloppy. Right, but my nom- can I give my can I give you my nominee now? After I'm done talking about Boo Boo McNabb, you know who I'm about to say though, right? Y'all know who I'm about to say, right? I know who you about to say, Mister I- Iron Man himself, Mister Eli Manning, Dove City. Hey, this is what I feel. Rings, baby. This is what I feel about that. G. This is what I feel about that. Shout out to my man T. <laughs> hey, yo, T, let him know, T. That's hilarious. These guys man. are sick. You see, this we man did it said against Eli, the best bro. players. We did it against uh, what was it, eighteen and old Patriots, and then two years down the line, we did it again. So I'm saying Eli Manning is the guy. Now Eli, Eli, Eli is a Hall of Famer, man. I mean, I know it's it sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he, don't like, he doesn't have. He doesn't have. A, he doesn't have a. He doesn't have a Hall of Fame. Uh, he really doesn't have a. He doesn't have a complete Hall of Fame resume, man. But you got to get seventh all time passing. Swallow your pride, fellas. Strong. It's a strong okay. resume. It's strong enough, in my opinion. Eli yeah. is a Hall of Famer for the reason that Donovan isn't. Like, if we're being real, the two quarterbacks we were just talking about are both better than Eli Manning, bro. Donovan and Phillip are better than Eli. 
Eli's gonna get in because he beat an undefeated Patriots team, and you can't you can't not be in the Hall of Fame for that, man. Like you can't not be in the fucking Hall of Fame for that. So I'm gonna give it to Eli, but he's trash. <laughs> he's trash, bro. My man led the league in interceptions. How many times? How many Hall of Famers led the league in turnovers ever? Like, look at the Hall of Fame right now and tell me how many quarterbacks led the league multiple times in interceptions. But yeah, Eli, Eli will get it though. He'll he'll get it. He'll get it. He'll definitely get it. But I I think he I think he might be more of a lock than you giving him credit for, Rome. I mean, I feel you. He's trash. He has some epic, epic runs in the playoffs, man. He's played in some big, big football game. When the lights were the brightest. Eli Manning was at his best. And I think that's a fact, man. It's hard to argue with that. Regular season, he wasn't he wasn't that guy. But when the lights were the brightest, man, you could count on Eli Manning. And uh that's one thing I remember about him outside of that flustered face he would always make before he would throw a pick. <laughs> man, Eli, Eli, Eli is a Eli man, He gets my vote, man. Honestly. Personally. I don't really like the guy. I I, per, I, I he I've seen him play pretty pretty terrible football for a number of seasons and it's been pretty actually disgraceful to the league but um all in all he had two seasons where he got it right and honestly the reason why Eli Manning is a hall of, is is going to be a hall of famer like you said same reason Don McNabb probably won't be a hall of famer also the same reason why I'm strongly against Philip Rivers candidacy for any type of hall of fame cuz bro you telling me and they got drafted and traded for each other you telling me that all them years and passing yards and you didn't do nothing. You <laughs> get one, one, you couldn't all them all them yards, not none of them strung together to no winning drives. Like come no, on. No, 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 you're tripping, bro. The Chargers have had one of the best records over like the last if you if you look at the Chargers record over, over Philip Rivers' career, they have one of the best records in the NFL over his career, bro. Yeah, they would get to the playoffs and then they lay a goose egg in the playoffs. What's well, I mean, hey, we can't, play, we can't put everything. We can't put everything on the quarterback, man. The Philip Rivers. What? Yes. I, <laughs> we can't, man. We we can't put every single thing on the quarterback. I'm not. I don't think Philip. All right, who is Philip Rivers' best? Not put everything on the quarterback. Donovan Ring counters. Who is Philip Rivers' best head coach? Tell me right now. You don't know. Uh, you don't know because he hasn't had a great head coach. That's why. That's why, buddy. I can tell you, Don. Hey, 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 just remember that Eli Manning is ranked top ten in passing and passing yards and TD. Just remember that. Eli Manning is ranked top ten in passing yards and TD. Let's remember that, fellas. The real difference between the real difference between Eli and Philip is the playoff record. Philip is five and six in the playoffs. Eli eight and four. That's that's what separate Bryce Bryce hit it on the head. What separates Eli from these other guys is when the lights were the brightest. For some reason, that little confused looking kid turned into a man and and made it happen every time. I can't I, I can't knock him. I can't knock him for that. But but if it was a week twelve game that was meaningless, this man was good for four picks. It don't matter. Just remember. Just remember on the Patriot run, right? The first time. Who we beat? We beat Tony Romo, if I'm not mistaken. Then we beat we beat I don't know what bum ass quarterback from the Tampa Bay, and I know we beat Brett Favre. So you can't say he went against some scrub quarterbacks to get to the Super Bowl. And then don't forget right. the second round, he had to go against Aaron Rodgers, Mister Batman himself, and Tony Romo scrub ass at that point. 
But I think a part of what, like, you know, and, and Scruff made a, you know, a pretty good point about Phillip Rivers. He hasn't won a ton in the playoffs. But I think that uh, and my man said MVP Rodgers. Oh, yeah, no, nah, MVP Rodgers was a problem. Shout out to my man uh, Mumbai Desai, my guy. <laughs> hey, but, uh, yeah, no, nah, I think that, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit, though, real quick, man. What do you think Aaron Rodgers uh, – because for a minute, Aaron Rodgers was, like, the best quarterback in the league. Like, it was no question. Do y'all think he's still in that – Top two, three range? Do you think he's kind of outside looking in when you talk about, you know, best best in the league right now? Top two, three range in the league right now? Yeah. Honestly, I watched something the other day, and it was it, it reminded me. So that's a good question. Top three, two, three? No, he's not. He has the potential to be. Who's in, the top three the Top three quarterbacks in the league right now? Top- All right, well, yes. let's start with number one, um, and that's going to be uh, Russell Wilson. And then everybody's going to be slightly below there. You know what I'm saying? But Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league right now. And then number two, I can't think of nobody else right now, honestly. But Hey, I got you, bro. What? Top three. I got to go Pat. I got to go Pat. Top, yeah, top three, Yo, bro. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Pat Mahomes got to be number one. about Patrick Mahomes? Oh, shoot. I forgot Patrick about Patrick Mahomes. Number one. Russ is two. I get Russ. He wants to say Chris. He wants to say just say your quarterback, uh, bro. Just say your bum ass quarterback name. What's his name? Carson well, Wentz, that's what you say? Well, if that's two right there, Rodgers, there's no way he's in the top three then. He's yeah, nah, Rodgers ain't top three right Aaron now. Rodgers might not even five. be in the top five. Is he still top five? Hey, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? Who you taking? Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Personally, I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Actually, I don't know. I, that, that's a tough bro, one. Aaron Rodgers has been a better quarterback in the playoffs than – we talking about one year. We talking about for the lifetime, bro. Because if we just talking about one year, I'm taking Rodgers. I'm talking about right now, man. I'm talking about Lamar. Right now. Lamar. Y'all are acting like this is a, a tough debate. Lamar Jackson. He's trending in a different direction. Give the Elon Manning face. All right. What I'm saying is, if you got to build a team for next season, who are you taking? I'm taking Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers. My man T feels a little different. T still rocking with the veteran, but I can't right now, man. Lamar's hot. So, all right, let's see. Right now, we got Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. And uh, and Russell uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson. Can we get one more guy? Let's think, man. Some more old heads. I, I still take Rodgers over Drew Brees. I go, I go Rodgers over Drew Brees. Over. I take Rodgers over Brees. Definitely take him over Brady. Brady. I might take Brady over Rodgers. I ain't gonna lie. Nah, I'm taking Rodgers over Tom. Brady knows how to get it done, so I might go Brady. Oh, good. Hey, good question, Mumbai. Are we going Rodgers over Deshaun Watson? Oh, that was my yeah. fourth guy. That was my fourth guy. Rodgers is Rogers is Rogers is fifth. Rogers is fifth. Over, over Aaron Rodgers, man. And I'm talking about one season. Right. If we're talking about one season, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going Rodgers. But uh, talking about talking about longevity. Bro, all these quarterbacks like name, bro, has done nothing more Watson, than Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. In a sense, what has Deshaun Watson? What what is what has Lamar Jackson done in the playoffs that Aaron Rodgers hasn't done? He's had one playoff game. He's only had one. Yeah, one. he's only had one. We gotta. He gotta get more under his belt. You gotta look at the skill and the talent level right now. We're not comparing resumes because you can't compare a resume of guys two, three years in. Well, Pat Pat Mahomes, you can, but most guys you can't. So you gotta just go with the skill level. And I gotta go Lamar. Ja- hey, Lamar Jackson is that dude. Uh, I don't know, man. It's tough. But another guy too that that should be in the conversation. Perfect scenario. I scenario. No timeouts. Fifty seconds on the clock. You only get twentieth. Who you taking? Out of the guys we just named? So, I'm taking yeah. Patrick Mahomes. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, we talking about we talking about one person, for sure. Now, all right. So now put all of them against Aaron Rodgers. Who are you taking? Hey, go ahead, T. <laughs> right, now you make a good point though, man. Once you start I'm looking, not at take, I'm not taking Lamar Jackson over Aaron Rodgers. I'm damn sure not about to take Watson over over Aaron Rodgers. Bugging. I'm taking both of them over Rodgers. I'm taking both I'm taking of them. Watson over a couple of those dudes, man. Deshaun Watson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, man. Bro, but he's not better than Aaron Rodgers, bro. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers, what have you done for me lately, my guy? Had a hell of a had a hell of a record this year, but when it when it counted, you know, wasn't too much going on, man. Wasn't too much going on. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Rodgers. Really, he's not playing on the top of type of level of football where he's at right now. He's not playing at the level. Like top five level for sure. Personally, I, I, it's good. y'all gonna y'all gonna say it's some homerism in this, but I think uh, Carson Wentz name needs to be mentioned amongst the same one name as Aaron Rodgers right now. Hey, once we get to the top ten, you can bring up Carson Wentz. We're still dealing with top five right now, so Wentz, Wentz ain't in this one yet, bro. Wentz ain't. There's no way I'm Wentz not is in, in the this top one five then. Right, right. So we got we we've named we've named we've named Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson, Watson. And then Rodgers. Do we have a fifth guy to take to take Rodgers off the list? Well, to take Watson off the list, I'm picking Brady over Watson. I'm not. So do we feel like do we feel like Brady Rodgers. is better than Rodgers? Enough of us. Are we going? No. But I feel like I Brady's, Brady's better than Watson. I think Brady's still elite. I think Brady's better than Rodgers. And honestly, right, I so, think, so I got Scott, Brady who you better. taking? Brady or Rodgers? I'm picking uh, Rodgers. I'm taking right now on the teams that they got. I'm taking Brady. <laughs> I'm taking Are we Brady. About right the now. They got a team. They got. They got way more. He got way more weapons right now. Brady. Brady. Right now this season, Brady. 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 Good. Brady got a good chance to win it. I think. I think he got a good chance. I know they this man a- didn't say Breeze, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Breeze ain't top five, man. Teddy Bridgewater should have had his spot. We don't mention Drew Breeze on this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the disrespect, the disrespect. I'm just saying, for all my fantasy football players, Nick Tip, if you could draft Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round, draft him. Best quarterback this year coming up. A tip from your boy, from a league winner, you heard? Hey, this guy has never – I've never seen him successful in any fantasy football league, people. Just a heads That's up. That's He makes no deep runs in fantasy football. That's my guy, though. Oh, Bryce, why are you putting smut on my name for Bryce? Why are you gonna throw some smut on my name? That's, that's all yeah, I'm, just I'm just messing with you. You, you, yeah, you, you, gas, you. Gas does not stay behind the results of your fantasy football advice. <laughs> <laughs> you a solid fantasy owner, man. You a solid fantasy owner. Hey, but another great episode, fellas. I think it's about time to wrap it up. But I think, uh, hey, man, it was a good one, man. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. The comment section got live. Keep them coming, y'all. Y'all know we here every single Tuesday, 10.30 p.m. on the East Coast. Don't stop tuning in, man. Y'all know where y'all can find us wrong. Let, let the people know. Yeah, man. If you enjoyed this episode of Sports for the Culture, man, then you definitely need to follow Good Ass Sports on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram especially. Download that app. You know, we got this as, as a show. You can watch it on YouTube. You can listen to it on Spotify, you know. Uh, and if you think this has been good now without any sports, wait till we actually start playing ball, man. It's going to get even more. It's going to get even better. We're definitely going to be lit yeah. every Tuesday. Might even come to you with some more. So, I mean. And if y'all like my it, hat, 
go to goodassports.com and cop one, man. They on, they only like twenty five dollars or something like that. Y'all, y'all, hey, y'all hit me on the DM. I might give you all sides, heard? Get down with the squad, man. All sides fit all, no matter how how fat your head is, man. Bro, trust me, man. This dog is crazy man. and still got room, bro. Still got room. <laughs> hey, y'all know what it is, man. Like every As episode, always. 